Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hey, welcome to The Thriving Solopreneur. This is Janine Bolin, and today I have a guest by the name of Joyce, who is with us at the age of 61. Never say it's too late to do anything. This woman totally busts it out of the box. She founded the Boomer Social Media Tutor. She went full-time with her business in 2013 after she retired from a 17-year career in sales. She was delighted to have finally found her professional calling. Through her tutoring and training services, she helps business professionals and job seekers to use social media, especially LinkedIn and Facebook, more effectively and with productivity. People who are 50 and older are especially drawn to her services as she is a baby boomer. Her tagline is making social media simple, easy, and fun. Joyce attributes her business success to her training as an educator, her leadership and public speaking experience through Toastmasters, and her extensive experience in writing and editing. A graduate of the University of Wisconsin in Madison with degrees in business and education, Joyce has lived in the Denver area for over 25 years. You can reach out to her at BoomerSocialMediaTutor.com. Joyce, thanks so much for being with us on the show today. Yay. I'm so excited. That sounds so nice. And you read the full introduction. Like, wow. <laughs> Make me feel like a somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Boomer Social Media Tutor. Yes. Thank you for doing that. Honestly, everyone who comes on this show is somebody special. And like I shared with a lot of the solopreneurs out there, you are someone special. Why? Because you're taking all the risk. You are are looking towards your future and saying, you know what, I'm going to make this business happen and they're making it happen. And so one of the things that I was very excited about having you on our show was the fact that you make no bones about it. A lot of people give a lot of uh, negativity about if you're a boomer or if you're a millennial and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, who cares? Let's have some fun on social media. Can't we? Can't we bring the fun back? So <laughs> talk to us a little bit about bringing the fun back to social media. Well, what is fun for me as much as anything is to see the connections between people. Like recently I introduced my friend Patrick Baker, who is helping older people, say 50 and up, with their technology. Introduced him to Marisa Hudson, Houston, whatever your name, right, who has is another podcaster like you. And it was just so great to see them, this compulsive matchmaking in me, not like lovers kind of matchmaking, but in business. And I just think it's fun. Makes me feel I'm back in Manoa, Wisconsin, population 1000, where I grew up. So that that's fun. And there is just a certain um, lightheartedness to a lot of what I see on Facebook and LinkedIn, even LinkedIn, there can be, and it delights me. So just the other day, someone said, oh, they're always spamming me. I says, those people, you've got to block. 
there's a whole art in blocking. If people want to have a little tip from me, we can have a just a free on me Zoom session, you know, tutoring for 15, 20 minutes, and I'll tell you what I've been doing. I want to get rid of the riffraff. Then you'll have more fun. I think that I what I like to share with my demographic, which are a lot of times millennials and younger, is I like to share with them, look, there is a lot of fun to be had. You just have to train your AI, right? You have to train the artificial intelligence that is running all those connections. And if you don't train it right, it's like a bad dog. You know, the dog itself is not bad. It behaves badly because you haven't trained it appropriately. And I had to start training. And it started with myself, of course, uh, because I'm 56. It started with me learning that blocking was not necessarily a bad thing. So, you know, let's back up the truck a little bit before we get too much into the Mm -hmm. details. Tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what on on earth helped you understand that this was your calling at the age of 61. I still love that story. Share that with <laughs> us if you don't mind. Oh, it's you know my favorite story after how I met my husband, which, you know, our wedding anniversary is Thursday and it's 49 years. But uh, at any rate, um, so here's the deal. I had gotten into Facebook in 2008 invited by a Toastmaster friend of mine. And around that time, I thought, you know, I think I'm on something kind of familiar. It must be that LinkedIn thing I do, which of course, certainly Facebook seemed like more fun. Let's be honest here. So I started looking into LinkedIn. Again, I got involved Toastmasters is public speaking and leadership organization was mentioned in my intro. I found a group on LinkedIn that I just resonated with. So that's how I got to using LinkedIn more as well as Facebook, really more personal use. Well, about a year or so went by, and at my company, our marketing department had decided it was time to roll out social media. It was January 2010. So think where you were back in that time, all you listeners out there. Were you on LinkedIn? Maybe. Facebook? Probably. Twitter? Maybe. So we got all three of those going at our company, and our manager challenged us on the the inside sales team that we were to really chat up social media with our um, clients and even potential clients. And they would track because they have a whole system there for that, uh, who was working with which person who liked the Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and would pay us $5 even for that kind of social media engagement. And month after month after month, me at 61, oldest on the team even, would always come out on the top of that little incentive heap And finally, after my about three months, my manager said to me, well, Joyce, I've been thinking, since you're so good at getting our clients engaged with our social media, have you ever thought of helping other people, especially baby boomers like you, to understand social media like you do? Keep in mind, he was 35. And I was telling the story the other day, and someone said, what a wise 35-year-old. I'm like, yeah, I had always thought it from that standpoint, (laughs) that he would say, hey, here's an idea for you. And I'm like, wow, I often say the skies parted and the angels sang, you know, God just like channeled himself <laughs> right there that day through Brett, because honestly, I have all this energy and enthusiasm for life. And what would I do if I was retired, probably to go to too many Toastmasters and become a full-time Rotarian or something? No, this is really fun. And I love that I have eight years since I went full-time after I retired of the best years of my life because I get to really do what I love doing so much, which is helping people learn things. 
And I think sometimes uh, when we don't have the AI set up right, when we have not blocked the correct people, uh, Facebook can be kind of a, a, hate, a hole of Hades. You know, you feel like you're in Tartarus and you're down there with all the demons because you're just seeing stuff you don't like. And one of the things that I talk to my friends about is I only see really cool stuff, but then I have really cool people in my life, you know, and, and I have all these guests that I brought onto my show and we make sure we connect and all that. So so I'm like you. I started off on LinkedIn and moved to Facebook at the behest of my students because I was a professor at college during this period of time. And it was 2008. So that's where I was. 2008, I get on Facebook and the kids that are on Facebook are telling me, Janine, I think you're too old for this, Mrs. Bolin. I, I don't think maybe you should be here. This is like really social media. And I'm like, it's not like Twitter, is it? Because remember, Twitter started off as a very private thing I kind of exploded and uh, anyway and so I they said well this is the way we talk about it Facebook is like a coffee shop where everybody kind of talks to everybody else they said but LinkedIn is more like the library everybody kind of tiptoes around is more polite and I've used that a lot since then because that's how my students talk to me about it so let's chat a little mm -hmm. bit about how you work the AI, how do you, like, say you're, you're in a mess with your Facebook account or your LinkedIn account, maybe you've changed jobs on LinkedIn, who knows, maybe a lot of the connections you have are no longer appropriate. So let's start with Facebook first. How do you go about retraining the AI on Facebook? And then let's talk about LinkedIn and how you go about retraining the AI on LinkedIn. You know, I think I'm going to have to have you define a term for me and my own um Maybe a. How do you define AI? So t can you just broaden that for our oh, listeners, sure. so that yes. in case they're a little, because I know artificial intelligence, I presume you're referring to that, but I'm sort of at a loss for how to answer that in this context. Can you okay, help me sure. a little? Yeah, I'll be happy to. Um, and. What the artificial intelligence is the one that determines who is talking to who, and it tracks what your interests are based on the ads that you will tap into, the type of people that you will tap into. And so one of the really quick ways that I learned to change what I was seeing on Facebook was by starting to block friends or request that they no longer show up in my feed if they were highly polarized people, meaning they were over the top passionate about a specific topic that I did not want to hear about, I would uh, not unfriend them, but you know how you can put a pause I'm on people? Well, you can snooze them. Right. There you, you go. Thank you. That's the them. word. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm talking about is I knew okay. you knew this stuff. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I just had to frame it differently. So, yeah, Thank talk you. to us a little bit about how you manage your connections so that you see what you want to see instead of seeing all that stuff you don't want to see. Yeah, so let's just um, parse this out a bit. Let's start with Facebook. So with Facebook, you can, and same with LinkedIn, you can be connected to someone but not follow them. So that is easily done by going to their page and just changing the setting there with them. Or even if they pop up yet again with that same picture of that same little puppy as cute as he is and you're tired of the puppy, um, maybe not a good example, but you could click on the three dots and then you could snooze them for say six, 30 days, I think it is, or you can't simply unfollow them, but you can also refollow them. So that's one thing. Another thing to think about with Facebook, at least, in your friend section, you can go through friend by friend by friend and you can determine who is a close friend 
And those are people you're for sure going to see their stuff. You can also make people what's called an acquaintance. So when you go to post coming from the other direction and say your dog died, speaking of dogs, well, you don't necessarily even care to hear from all these peripheral people. You can't even remember who some of them are. So you can set up that particular post, an audience that is only just regular, say, Facebook friends or maybe even just close friends. So you can control who sees what you're saying, you know, on Facebook. Also, you can, um, if you comment on somebody, you're more apt to have their stuff show up. So that's another thing. So if you think, I never hear from Amy anymore. Well, maybe you haven't commented on Amy. And Facebook thinks you're not interested in Amy. So that's, so you could, or you could go and make her a close friend. So that, those are some tips you can do on Facebook. Now on LinkedIn, there, it isn't quite that nuanced. Really there, as far as I know, you're just really following them or not. I mean, they may have added some things that I haven't found lately. So that's another way. If you maybe it's a business connection and, and yet they go all kind of extreme on you, even on LinkedIn. So again, just don't follow them. But periodically, just go over to their, say, their profile, and you can still see what they're up to, you know, maybe once a week or twice a month or something. Oh, Janine, I wonder what she's doing of late. And if there are some posts you're more interested in, comment on it or share it. But just in general, don't just stop following that person if they're really problematic on LinkedIn as well. Well, you said it beautifully. That's exactly right. The commenting, a lot of people don't know that just hitting the like button is not as powerful anymore. That's really not anywhere you want to be. If you really want to keep these people in your life, then you need to say a heart or an emotion of some kind. Mm -hmm. And if, like you said, and then comment. If you comment on something, even if it's just thanks or I agree or just something silly like that will help you with that. Um, for That's for Facebook. LinkedIn, uh, one of the things I absolutely love about what's going on with that is because you can put on your tagline, like for me with my financial stuff, I am known as financial first responder. And then you can add what, how you help people, you know, with the 60-40 principle or something like that. Um, every time you comment, it's also a little bit of free advertising. So talk to us a little bit about uh, how someone can get a little more familiar with LinkedIn, because there's a lot of misconceptions about LinkedIn, and you talk to this very well. So share share with us, mm. Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, get my nine ways to stand out on LinkedIn um, ebook. You can get it right from my website. There is a simple, you know, thing to suggest. Boomer Social Media Tutor. Go over there, download the ebook, and then you'll get that. And also you'll be on my mailing list, which then you can get tips from me on a regular basis. I think that um, so much of LinkedIn is really learned by doing and going in there and following a lot of the same principles as Facebook, like we just said, you know, to go in and comment, to tag people, like say I after this today, even before this episode drops, I because we're recording it a little bit ahead of that time, right? I could go and say, wow, can't wait for my next podcast interview with Janine. So we're an entrepreneur. We had so much fun. And then I would tag you. I could tag your business name. And when I do that, I bring your people into, to, you know, they'll see that post that I put up again, very similar to Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And, and that's a great way to get more energy around a post. People are always saying to me, why don't my posts get any reach? I just don't feel like people are seeing it who I really want to see it. Well, maybe you need to start tagging, not 
I have this one girl, she'll tag like 20 of us at one time. To me, that's a little problematic. And then I feel sort of weird. Like, um, then I'm going to, you know, should I say something or not? That's a whole nother kind of nuanced conversation. But I think that by putting the little at sign, the person's name, first name, and then last name up, they'll come in the list, drop down list. And I think that's another thing you can do. So I think that it also go and see what other people are doing. The interesting thing, Janine, about LinkedIn is it is a completely open book, which is good and bad, right? It's good because you can go in and really, I hesitate to say stalk someone. You could research them really well by going into the activity section. You can see not only their posts and their articles. You can see what they have liked, what they've commented on, all of that. Or see, on Facebook, that's not exactly easily done in terms of all that extraneous activity. But LinkedIn, you can. So that's why, sort of word to the wise, you want to be careful about what you say on LinkedIn. Like, there's different points of view. But I, someone just asked me just today, do I get personal on LinkedIn? I'm like, not too much. I mean, I have a political point of view. Do I share it on LinkedIn? Never. Never. I don't want to go there. Somebody else, maybe they're big on, you know, women and leadership, and they're going to be more oriented toward post and commenting around, oh, we have a women vice president, yay, I mean, things like that. And that's who they want to attract, and they don't care if they're going to be potentially, you know, a turnoff to a certain group of people because they don't want to serve them anyway. So that's such a personal call. But those are just some of my, my thoughts. Well, and I liked uh, what we were talking about before about how when it comes to LinkedIn, since it is such an open book, and if you really know your demographic as a as a solopreneur, if you know your demographic forwards and backwards, then definitely talk to your demographic. However, not all solopreneurs have only one niche that they're serving, like your your example, the lady who was doing that. I, I was kind of lucky enough to be able to chat with somebody who was running for senator. And so they were catering all their marketing and everything to a very specific specific uh, ideology as well as what their platform was. So, of course, they came off very much on one side of a lot of these issues. <laughs> However, you're a solopreneur or you're an entrepreneur. You want to make sure that you cater to what you want to attract as far as your as far as your clientele and your demographics. So, yeah, you also not only do you have this wonderful ebook about the nine misconceptions on LinkedIn, but the other one that I like is how you talk about what the essential things are that you should be doing on LinkedIn every week. Do you mind sharing a few of those gold nuggets with us, please? Oh, I'd be more than happy to. The first thing is get on LinkedIn once a week at a minimum. Twice a week would be better. Every day is ideal, but people go, oh, my God, I won't do that. So let's just say it's once a week. Go and see who wants to connect with you because that could be a potential client. And what's tricky is sometimes, of course, they don't even send you a note because they're going to treat it like Facebook and Twitter where you can or Instagram where you cannot write a note. They go, oh, a note, that's a thing. So then if they don't write to you, you can write back to them and say, hey, thanks for the invite, Janine. What prompted you to reach out to me? Okay, now the conversational ball is back to them. So you want to go through and just really deal with those pending invites and not let them stick around for weeks. I've seen longer even. The next thing you want to check your messages. There could be something important in your messages. They're not all going to be you know, in mails and LinkedIn wants you to do this and that. There's genuine messages in there very often. 
So respond to those messages. I had one guy, he had like a $500 deal and he lost it because he wasn't checking his messages. So that's an important thing. Another thing that's good to do, I think, is to go to your notifications. Go to your notifications. And a lot of people already intuitively know to do this. Look for those um, job changes, a new job, a work anniversary. That's a schmoozing opportunity. That's a just, hey, Janine, has it been 10 years since you started your podcast? Oh, my God. I remember when it was just a gleam in your eye. You know? and, and you know what? If you do it in front of everybody, sort of by clicking on the words of the notification, you're right there in the flow of all the other admirers of Janine. It's sort of like commenting on somebody's um, post, so to speak. You're, you're there and could be noticed. Who knows? So I think those things are really critical. And then put up a post, get brave, say something, or at a minimum, share from somebody else's. You know, like I said, you can go to the activity, see what's up, find something you think would be of value to your people, you know, and share it. So I'm, hopefully I'm not forgetting something really important, but those are the, the main ones that I think of, especially those invites and the messages. I hate to see them just languish. Well, and I wanted to share with you, I had a gentleman who ended up becoming a client of mine because on the messages, he didn't know that you could go, and this is LinkedIn again, he didn't know that you could filter your messages to unread, to where you only the unread messages pop up on, on the top. And so I shared that with him. The next thing I know, I have not only a, a best buddy, but he's saying, how can you coach me business-wise? And I was like, well, these are my rates, blah, blah, blah. And so I just wanted to, to reemphasize what Joyce is saying here. Definitely make sure that you talk to those people who want to connect with you, ask them what prompted them to reach out to you. Then you can cater your further communications with them. And it's all part of that beautiful thing that Joyce talks about over and over and over, which is relationships, relationships, relationships. Do not sell on the first couple of messages. Never. You care to share about that one, dear? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know what? If I see one more of these, I will get you to a six-figure income. Well, screw that. I'm married to a guy with a pension. Our house is paid for. <laughs> I don't need that kind of money. I have no interest in that. So when I see that in their headline or kind of smell it out in their um, invite, I go directly to block. And usually I don't even care if they know that I looked at them and blocked them because they are kind of dead to me anyway, right? So that's how I figured. I only one time actually got bitten about with that one where someone did an, an introduction to me and this gal, and we were like sitting like this and I had my, my LinkedIn up and, and I was looking, I couldn't find her. And maybe she finally said, well, I, you could possibly have blocked me. I'm like, oh dear. So I go over to my list of black people and I scroll through my 259 or whatever it was by that point. There she was right there, plain as day. I'm like, oh, excuse me. There you are. So then I unblocked her and then actually she did accept my invite. <laughs> Someone that was getting a lot of mileage over asking these little personal questions that would get her gigs doing people's online courses for them. So as far as she's probably going to keep asking those questions, I don't think she'll stop. But I thought they were just kind of nosy questions, so I blocked her. Right. So I thought I'd say if only once in 259 times am I embarrassed about doing it, I'm going to keep using my system. 
Uh, that is what I share with people all the time. I know when I hit my exceptions, and it doesn't matter what system, whether I'm doing social media or it's my system for how I gain podcast guests, I don't care. I have systems in place, right? And if there, at one time there's an exception, I don't go and change my entire system because my system works. That's why I have a system because it works and it's effective. But to that exception, I apologize and I say, mm-hmm. This is why I have a system X, Y, Z, and I move forward. So, yeah, there's misunderstandings, and most people, they get it. I mean, when I when I share with people that every day I'm getting anywhere from 5 to 20, depending upon what's happening, requests for connection, I am sorting, right? I'm sorting through that, and there, there's reasons why I have systems in place. So, yeah, well. Is there any other little gold nugget you want to share with us before we go? I mean, I don't want to take up all your time. You have places to go. Well, here's what I think about. Let's just stick with LinkedIn for a minute. Don't outsource it. Don't think that some 20-year-old kid in any country, this one or anywhere, can, can be you. They don't know who you went to college with if you went to college. They don't know who you worked with 20 years ago. They don't know who to schmooze with. They don't, they don't know who you don't like. Someone come up, they might accept your former sister-in-law who you never liked in the first place. See, so you got to think this has got to be you. It's got to be genuine. Maybe you could outsource some posting, but then for the commenting, again, how are you going to have them comment? And it should be you and your voice. So LinkedIn doesn't have to be a lot of work. A little bit of time on LinkedIn goes a long ways. That's another really key point I want people to keep in mind. So not to be intimidated. I'm happy to help you. I have, you know, hourly rates and all that good stuff. But the main thing is read that ebook and then, you know, reach out. I'm happy to answer questions. Well, thank you so much. And I, I do want to say because of the ebook that I, yes, downloaded from Joyce's um, <laughs> website, I wanted to let you guys know, I really took it to heart when she said it doesn't take a lot of time. And so I spend two hours a week on LinkedIn. And those two hours, I am commenting, I'm uploading an article, I'm seeing what's happening with the people I care about, the consultants that work with me, my power partners. If you don't know what power partners are, you can email me later. But these are things that are necessary. It's a part of my marketing platform for my business. And so if you do not have a strategy or a marketing platform of any kind, please go chat with Joyce. Even if you aren't a boomer, even if you're brand new to the uh, thriving solopreneur kind of process, go to boomerssocialmediatutor.com. You teach her what you know as the youngster you are, and she will share with you how to do that relationship marketing that gets you higher dollar because you're growing your business organically. Anything else you want to share, Joyce, before we sign off? Well, no, and I just don't want to make any assumptions. Boomers were born between 1946 and 1964. And I'm born in 1948. I threw that out there because my age is part of my shtick, as you know. So I just thought in case someone was wondering, that's who I'm talking about. And those that, those are my sweet spot people. You know who you are out there. Right. You know who you are out there. Thank you, you Joyce. <laughs> I know, right? So thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure being able to chat with you and keep shining that star that you are. Okay. Thanks. Thanks so much, Janine. 
And this is Janine Bolin with The Thriving Solopreneur. And thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I want you to make sure that you do this one thing for yourself today. No matter what's going on in your business, no matter what is happening, take a deep breath, relax, and remember, you are doing something courageous. You are doing something that normal people don't do. So when you think you're going a little crazy, just wanted to let you know you're right there with the rest of us crazy people who are running our own businesses. Have a great day today and do stay in touch. Thank you for listening to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.